0: Welcome to the AWS Health Innovation Podcast, where you can learn from entrepreneurs and investors who are driving progress in healthcare and life science across the globe. My name is Joe Schunkweiler. I'm a physician and former health tech
1: executive. And my name is Alex Merwin. I'm an operations executive who's worked at two startups that exited as unicorns. And now Joe and I work with healthcare and life science startups and investors at AWS.
0: Today, I'm joined by Vijay Kadar, CEO and co-founder of Tomorrow Health a company building technology that improves the way home-based care is ordered, delivered, and paid for. Vijay and I discuss how stakeholder value compounds across the healthcare ecosystem, why he prefers support to empowerment when building solutions for patients and caregivers, and why he believes so much of the newest technology in healthcare must be custom-built with an insider's view. Enjoy. Vijay Kedar, CEO and co-founder of Tomorrow Health, thanks for joining me today.
1: It's a pleasure, Joe. Thanks for having me on. To start off, can you tell us a bit about Tomorrow Health and what you all do? Happy to. You know, our vision at Tomorrow Health is to restore the home as a patient's primary place of care. We do so by coordinating the breadth of medical equipment, supplies, and clinical services that patients need to heal safely and, and reliably at home. And so today we partner with a wide breadth of health plans, provider organizations, and home-based care suppliers to really rewire the home-based care continuum to deliver better outcomes and lower cost for
0: patients. What about your background? What, what made you wanna tackle this?
1: It was really a confluence of a couple of different things. Uh, in so many ways, I, I grew up in the healthcare world. Uh, I was born into a big family of, of physicians. I often joke that I was pre-med coming out of the womb, but initially uh, started my career investing in healthcare, uh, was at Goldman Sachs in their private equity arm, investing in healthcare tech and services companies for a number of years. And uh, during the time there, Obama had just been reelected. It was a bit of the tying of the bow that Obamacare was going to happen and got staffed on a small uh, team of folks with a really dedicated focus on understanding the key tenets of of Obamacare, how it impacted different subsectors in healthcare, what were the opportunities for uh, for investment, and uh, sat down, read the law end to end, and uh, it was just incredibly eye opening as to how much innovation that would spur across nearly every subsector in healthcare. And uh, I was really excited to be a part of that in in contribute to that in the ways that I could and. Um, ended up connecting with Josh and Mario, the founders of Oscar Health, um, a technology-enabled health insurer, uh, pretty early days in the company's journey, Uh, joined them in 2014 as we were getting things going, and uh, was fortunate to be a part of that journey for uh, the next several years as we scaled uh, up Oscar across a number of different states uh, to serve nearly a million members across the country. Um, And... Loved the journey there, had the opportunity to wear a number of different hats leading divisions across finance and strategy, uh, insurance plan design and and pricing, uh, the, te- the company's Texas division as general manager, and then a number of efforts on the on the clinical strategy front. Uh, and so through that, I had the opportunity to see a range of pain points across the healthcare ecosystem, uh, but ultimately... Uh, it was a, a personal experience during that time that that inspired Tomorrow Health. Um, my mother had been a stage three cancer patient. Fortunately, she's doing well now and in remission, uh, but had a tough journey through it, spent a couple of months inpatient in the ICU um, and uh, about three months on a ventilator battling a lung disease. And stemming from that, needed a year of intensive home-based healthcare. And we just witnessed firsthand how challenging that process was to manage and coordinate, working with nearly a dozen different home-based care providers, driving out to what felt like you know, a range of, of, of small uh, mom-and-pop organizations to coordinate the breadth of the medical equipment, supplies, and services that she needed. And unfortunately, in our case, it took us about six weeks to get everything she needed and ended up having to readmit her back to the hospital twice in that first month. And between experiencing that uh, personally and just seeing... So many of the challenges that so many of our members had at Oscar around these same pain points, uh, uh, obtaining the critical equipment, supplies, and services they needed to heal at home, was the inspiration to to start Tomorrow Health, and and really the belief that while so many of us envisioned a shift of healthcare home, uh, that the ecosystem needed. Uh, a, a much different and refreshed uh, wave of technology and operations to ultimately enable that. That's what we've been working to build it tomorrow. I think I know the answer to
0: this, but when I think of the home health space, I think of a puzzle with all the pieces separated. You basically described that, that all these disparate constituents exist in all their different silos. It's a, in some ways a microcosm of many of the challenges across healthcare and Payers, providers, suppliers, patients, patients' families, unpaid caregivers—the whole range. So the vision that you laid out was always to bring all those folks together. Is that right?
1: That's that's exactly right. I think one of the things that's interesting is one of the the, the visions for home-based care in general has always been uh, to meet the patient where they are and to streamline uh, some of the complexities that otherwise exist across the ecosystem today, but unfortunately, we've brought a lot of that complexity home for patients. And we have uh, created an ecosystem where they are uh, just as challenged with coordinating the full breadth of, of the fragmented care delivery system as as they were before. And you know what's interesting is as innovation has grown tremendously around the home-based care space, particularly over the last couple of years, um, that fragmentation has actually, in some ways, uh, become worse and become more challenging. And so it's always been uh, our vision uh, to really work backwards from, from what a patient might want. And at the end of the day, that is not you know, a siloed set of services that are delivered in a fragmented way because naturally of the ways that those services are billed for in the, the current insurance ecosystem, but it's, it's, it's something that is much more seamless, much more coordinated, and much more reliable. And so it's always been our vision uh, that a patient like my mother uh, does not need to work with a dozen different home-based care providers, um, that for the 14 liters of oxygen that she needs, the ostomy and wound care supplies, that respiratory therapist coming to our home to adjust her ventilator settings, or the pulse oximetry remote monitoring device measuring her oxygen saturation levels. All of that could be coordinated by one platform, uh, seamlessly and reliably uh, delivered to her home and critically all embedded within her insurer's benefits to be reimbursed and affordable. And And that has been absolutely the vision from day one. Take me back to the early
0: rollouts that you had. What what kind of feedback were you getting from those disparate groups as you were bringing them together into Tomorrow Health? And And did you go... Zero to everyone. Did you do it piecemeal to try to to bring one group together with another? And any and as I know the space, not at the depth that you do, certainly even that would bring value because it is so disjointed in many ways.
1: Right. We started initially uh, focusing around what were the workflows that the patients needed uh, to have a more streamlined experience, and we actually accelerated the launch of the business in the first couple of months of of COVID-19 because of the need that we were seeing out there, that there were so many patients and families that we were talking to uh, that needed critical and life-saving equipment and supplies at home, but didn't have the avenues to get that because the traditional means uh, through which they would do so were, were typically retail storefronts, many of which were closed during COVID or couldn't process prescriptions because they didn't have access to the fax machines in their offices, for example. And so uh, initially, our focus was, okay, how can we work backwards from what patients need and and in a full stack capability, take on the breadth of needs that is needed to service that. So accepting uh, prescriptions from uh, physicians and hospitals, processing those orders, collecting the breadth of uh, medical and administrative documentation that would be needed uh, to, to justify those types of equipment, and then actually managing some of the downstream logistics through partnerships that we had to physically get patients the products and supplies that they needed. And pretty quickly, we not only saw resonance from uh, from patients, but also from many providers who right. were saying, this is uh, just such a more streamlined way Uh, to not only order home-based care, but also to to have visibility into the care that my patients are are being delivered in a home-based setting. Uh, Also from state governments, we actually signed a partnership with the New York City Mayor's Office to be the preferred provider uh, for the city's uh, seniors for their medical equipment and supplies needs. They were performing over 5,000 health risk assessments a day to determine uh, what were gaps in care for the city's seniors during the pandemic. And for those that needed equipment and supplies, they they would route those orders to tomorrow health. Um and then critically uh, from from health plans uh who who increasingly were saying you know we we want to enable uh this ecosystem of care in the home in a way that we haven't been able to previously um but we want to do this holistically and at scale, and can tomorrow health uh be that platform to help us coordinate and manage that across the board and so that's really how uh, driven by the demands of of, of customers and needs we were seeing on the market, the platform came to take shape. and And I think what we have seen, like like many marketplaces, that the 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 better that your solutions serve each given stakeholder, the more that that value compounds across the ecosystem. And I think that's that is particularly acute in healthcare, given some of the natural challenges we have around interoperability. When if any of these stakeholders are siloed from the other, it's actually gonna create a whole host of magnified problems and faxing of forms back and forth and a disparate set of communication that at the end of the day, just results in delays in care for patients. So, So that's kinda how each of the pieces really came together uh, to create the holistic and streamlined platform that we have today.
0: Not that you need the challenge of bringing in any other stakeholders into this, which is already a, a Herculean task, but are there are there elements that you think are have yet to be brought in, maybe who have never been engaged in the the home care delivery process or logistical
1: process of making this work. So I think as we think about broadening that continuum, there are two that I would point to. So the first is What are avenues to have continuous streams of clinical data coming from patients and coming from patients' homes and democratizing that data and that information to to clinicians and stakeholders across the ecosystem, right? And uh, obviously, it's been exciting to see so much development in the patient monitoring space, for example. Uh, But I think one of the challenges we've seen there is that um, in many cases, those workflows still continue to be siloed. And, uh, and a lot of what we focused on is how can we, through partnership, uh, expand access um, to, uh, to that, that breadth of critical data in the right ways, of course, uh, guided, focused, HIPAA compliant ways, uh, but in a way that a, a care team focused on supporting a member can have the right level of insights to be able to act and to be able to intervene. The second that I'd point to is what I think we would all agree is, is an underserved stakeholder in the ecosystem, which is the caregiver. And what we have found is that um, enabling and supporting caregivers uh, is an absolute unlock as to actually being able to drive effective interventions in the home. And I, and I say uh, supporting as opposed to empowering, because I think in many ways, our empowerment of patients or empowerment of caregivers has actually led to us uh, burdening them in, right. in many ways uh, and actually putting more responsibilities on their plate and handing them more point solutions and giving them more to take care of. And so uh, what we think a lot about is um, you know, how can you um, both inform caregivers in the best way um, and through mediums that are uh, are streamlined and efficient, like SMS, for example, uh, things that folks across all demographics use and utilize uh, with the right level of information, um, and also really truly try to understand some of their needs uh, in the care that they're coordinating for their members. Because I will say, having lived through that as a caregiver uh, for my parents and my grandparents, um, you know certainly empathize with the challenges that that so many folks in that in that part of the ecosystem face and so um i would say you know the caregiver is is kind of the fifth the, the fifth stakeholder here that i think has to be brought into the equation over time
0: yeah i love that framing in particular on the the caregiver side because it is a, an area where they are empowered now to do all these things, as you said, but they're not enabled to do them in a right. way that is efficient and impactful for a loved one or a relative or whomever they're they're caring for. But Jay, I'm I'm curious, given that you came from what was really the first tech enabled payer at Oscar, and they had a very clear vision from outside looking in of what technology would allow the company to do different than legacy payers. How is technology powering powering your mission at Tomorrow Health now? And what was the, the, the moment where you realized there's enough technology in place to make this a reality?
1: The first thing I'd say is we talk about this a lot at Tomorrow that technology is not a division within the company. Technology is the mindset through which you solve all problems. And that's the lens that we have to take to tackling uh, these problems in healthcare, these problems in the ecosystem, the problems in our space in which we operate, uh, is uh, really diagnosing uh, these issues end to end and figuring out, okay, what are the solutions at scale that uh, could solve what is the pain point? What is the underlying pain point? Is it you know, that, that data is not being transmitted from one stakeholder to another? Is that data is not being captured in the appropriate ways that uh, we haven't been able to catalog? a wide breadth of the complexity to streamline it in a way that can be done effectively. Uh, And then what is the role that technology can play? And so within that, what you probably sense is our belief that technology has to be purpose built for the stakeholders and the outcomes that we're dealing with. It cannot be developed in a silo and it has to be incredibly specifically dependent and driven by the stakeholders in which we're serving. Um, And so to build the right technology, we have to be really deeply embedded. We have to be absolute experts in the very complex and esoteric works, uh, workflows and requirements that govern the space in which we operate. And I think that's so critical in healthcare. I'd say the second principle is uh, that you can't build technology on top of broken infrastructure. You have to really rebuild that infrastructure. And of course, I think that's a, that's a, major, um, a major challenge in healthcare in general is uh, you can build great frontier technology, but if if the rails on which it's it's sitting are shaky, uh, you know the ultimate outcome uh, to a patient is is going to be subpar, uh, and and that means taking accountability over that 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 full stack and and really investing in integrations that are needed in order to you know to to close a loop there, um, and I think the last piece of it is, which is, you know, is, is, I reflect on in the journey to Oscar, I reflect on the journey of so many uh, digital health companies in the, in the space, is uh, really the importance of partnership. Because I think in healthcare, it's it's not that hard to build a better product. The bar for a lot of the products is, is unfortunately set quite low. Pretty low. Yeah. What, what, what tends to be the bigger challenge is getting those products to scale. Mm. And so marrying innovation with distribution, right? And so uh, we have a value at Tomorrow Health called change the system from within, and it really speaks to two parts of of our ethos. One is that to, to 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 change the system, first we have to deeply understand the system, right? We can't be outsiders to healthcare. We can't be outside this to this ecosystem. We really need to understand the complexity, to and embrace the complexity to be able to change it. And and marrying that with um, a, a, a vision of, of partnership with a lot of the incumbent organizations in the space, a lot of the key stakeholders that we operate with, aligning our interests, and then critically building technology to suit their needs. Um, and it is, it is through that marriage of innovation and distribution that I think we can take these technology outcomes and take them to scale. Because I think the challenge that a lot of companies face in the digital health space is they've built a great bubble right? And it's, it, when, when customers come into that bubble, it's a full ecosystem and it works really well. But any time that you have to reach outside of that bubble to connect with another player in the healthcare system, that magical experience starts to fall apart. And so um, it's a huge view for us that, that that technology has to really tie into the other stakeholders in the ecosystem. So those are some of the principles that have guided uh, the way we've we built and embraced technology into Tomorrow Health, and uh, what we believe underscores some of the outcomes that we've been able to drive at scale. And just to list a few, there you know, ninety seven percent on time starts of care for patients relative to a wow. network average of fifty to sixty percent, a ninety five uh, patient NPS score, um, you know, substantial reduction uh, by fifty to sixty percent in the time that it takes clinicians to place orders. Uh, for home-based care. And in some cases, an 80% reduction on average in the time that it takes patients to get uh, the critical medical equipment and supplies that they need. And all of that is only accomplished by technology and only accomplished by partnership with the stakeholders that we, we spoke about.
0: I want to touch on something else that you mentioned there, that delicate balance between finding folks who understand the system in which you're operating in a great enough depth to impact it, but are not bound by the historical precedent within the space such that they can't innovate. There's a lot of inertia out in healthcare. And so that I found to be one of the really delicate things when hiring, growing a team, developing your early product. How have you, as a leader, thought about bringing those kind of folks in? Now you probably had a bit of an advantage because Oscar is a great example of that, that you had this great in-depth knowledge within a space but also not being afraid to do it differently or use technology or data or whatever it is in a novel way. So how do you think of that as a leader in an emerging business?
1: Yeah. Three things that we've looked for as we've brought new leaders onto the team are, you know, one, those who have built and seen scale, but are builders at heart and are excited to roll up their sleeves and, and and get into the weeds and, uh, and, and build. Uh, the second is those that are domain experts, both in and outside of healthcare, um, and I'll come back to that. And the second and the third is is those that align with our values as an organization. And so, you know, we have eight values um, uh, to fight, like of patients, to report the goal, to change the system from within, among others, uh, that really govern uh, how we operate. And we look for, for folks that that align with that. Um, you know, to that to that second point of. Uh, how to think about the level of domain expertise in in healthcare? We've always believed that it's just so important to have uh, a balance, right? Uh, of folks that that you know have are deep within the industry that understand uh, and bring a lot of that experience within healthcare technology, healthcare services, the regulatory landscape, what it takes to innovate and build in healthcare, uh, but also bringing in fresh perspectives into this space uh, and. Uh, finding folks that are domain experts in, in other areas. Our head of engineering uh, uh, led artificial intelligence teams within Amazon Web Services. and brings about 25 years of engineering experience. Uh, our uh, head of uh, uh, go-to-market operations had led a multi-billion dollars uh, at you know across many divisions at Uber before scaling a business within the healthcare technology space. Uh, our head of customer experience uh, was employee 10 at Warby Parker and scaled with that business to lead a team of over a 1,000, leading all customer experience at at what is one of the best customer experience uh, companies in the world. Um, And so bringing those um, best-in-class perspectives to an industry that is in such need of those perspectives, um, but doing so in a culture and an environment of mutual respect where folks from all sides, regardless of you know where your your domain expertise is from, uh, uh, look around the table and recognize how much they can learn from each other. And it is that dynamic that enables us to unlock something that that the the industry has never seen before, right? It's that marriage of capabilities and perspectives that enables us to to hopefully push the industry forward in a different way. And so, I think that's something that's really critical. Um, and the last thing I'll say is we say this often you don't need to be an expert in healthcare to to succeed at a place like tomorrow health but you do need to be passionate about becoming an expert in healthcare uh, because you know in line with change system from within everyone needs to embrace the unique unique dynamics of, of the industry and folks can absolutely get up the learning curve of the jargon and misaligned incentives in healthcare, but they have to have a passion to be able to do so. And when you have that really remarkable growth and really remarkable collaboration is possible.
0: But Jay, I'd like to, to close us out on some advice for our listeners, particularly those folks that are entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs, looking to change that system as you laid out. What would you say to someone who's looking to impact the home care space? Broadly, what are some of your lessons learned that you would say to to that person who's who wants to have a similar impact to what you've been able to do?
1: The first thing I'd say is is to just uh, g- get out there and and to start building, right? There has been a, a, an explosion of innovation in in across the, the healthcare space, digital health space, home based care space, uh, but we are all just scratching the surface right now, right? We have um, we we had over the over the course of COVID three hundred million Americans that were suddenly homebound and and that showed to us all of the cracks that were laid bare in today's home-based care ecosystem. And you know, we are working to solve some of those problems, other innovators are working to solve some of those problems, but we're all, you know, scratching the surface of the impact we can make. And so it is always so valuable to have more innovators in the ecosystem and there's so much opportunity for change and impact. And the best way to uh, learn what is needed in this ecosystem is to just get out there and start talking to customers, right? And defining that broadly, right? Talking to patients, talking to providers, understanding how insurers think about the world, talking to to home-based care suppliers and caregivers and understanding the challenges that they have. Um, and the other thing uh, that I would say is, um, I think in, in this environment that we're entering right now, uh, obviously, we've gone from a market environment that has uh, just seen an explosion of funding in digital health in a way that's been really exciting to one that may be foreshadowing a a recessionary environment or a bear market. I think for innovators in this space, but in any space as well, is just going to be the critical importance of of focus and starting small to solve the pain point and recognizing that from that will just be such a breadth of learnings that drives that path to scale over time. And, and I think it's that focus that will help all innovators in this space to drive real outcomes going forward. I would say this is a space that is uh, in need of, of innovation and in need of fresh perspectives. And, and so I would say to folks interested to just get out there and start building.
0: Vijay Kedar, co-founder and CEO of Tomorrow Health. Thanks for joining me today.
1: It's been a pleasure, Joe. Really appreciate you having me on. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review and rating. It helps others find us. To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please go to aws.amazon.com slash startups.